Maniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and I just finished watching the first three episodes of Castle Rock on Hulu. Uh, I, I don't love Hulu. I don't think it's the best of the streaming services. It It infuriates me that it's a pay service that has commercials. And as Mrs. Troublemaker pointed out, well, at least they tell you how long the commercials are going to be on. And yes, that is uh, okay, uh, but it just drives me nuts. And now, to double down on the annoying things that are like free TV, uh, the wor- to me, this is, this is it's just you and me here, so I'll admit something. The worst thing to happen in the history of television, uh, to television, I guess is when networks started putting that little call sign graphic in the bottom corner of the screen. I hate it so much. Everything that I watch, that little graphic detracts from my enjoyment of it by like 15%. I I don't understand it. it. It makes me so angry. And then I look at Hulu, which, first of all, why is that even necessary? I fucking know I turned Hulu on because I have to turn the PS4 on and I have to start Hulu and I have to select the thing with everything saying Hulu, Hulu, and then it starts up and it goes bong in the ridiculously loud. Why, why does Hulu have like five different volumes? The show you're watching is one volume. The introduction is another ridiculously loud volume. The commercials are even louder than that. Can, can we settle on a volume, Hulu? Can you get your shit under control, please? Anyway, that's how good Castle Rock is. That I'm willing to deal with with the indignities involved in watching the horrible shit show that is Hulu. And look, I'll admit it, their interface is nice. Everything's pretty slick, it moves nicely, but those things that I just yelled about really bother me. But Castle Rock, or at least the first three episodes of Castle Rock, are so good that I'll deal with it. It's worth it. It's worth it. And yes, I know, before somebody sends me a message, because believe you me, I'm well aware that the only thing that is going to get responses and messages on this show is when somebody feels like they can point out something I said that was incorrect or a piece of information I might have missed. Nobody ever says, hey, good job, I really agree with you about the thing. It's always, well, actually, that's a, if you have a well, actually comment, what I'd like you to do is take it, Turn that some bitch sideways and stick it straight up your candy ass. I don't need any well actually because I probably know. Anyway, uh, so Castle Rock is great. Uh, watch it if you're a Stephen King fan. You're just going to be sitting there the whole time going, "Oh my gosh, look, it's that. Oh, that's that. Oh, this connects to that." Which, which, granted, for the past probably twenty years we've been doing with his books anyway. Uh, but this show condenses it all into one setting and it looks like i've always pictured his settings in my head 
Uh, it feels right. The characters feel like King characters. The dialogue uh, is King at his least uh, campy. I don't know that campy is the right word, but you know how sometimes his dialogue is a little over the top. Not like Rob Zombie dialogue over the top, but you still, every once in a while, there'll be a turn of phrase that in your head you're like, nobody talks like that. Uh, there's, there's not really any of that. Uh, it's 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 one I, I dig it. I wish all of the episodes were available now. I wish it was like a soap opera, and then we got an episode every single day. Uh, it's just awesome, and there's so much potential for amazing storytelling just with what they've set up so far. Uh, so I'm very excited about Castle Rock. I recommend it to anybody who has Hulu. Anybody who doesn't have Hulu, look, you're going to be mad at me when you see all the annoying things about Hulu, but. I do believe it's worth your time to to sign up and check out Castle Rock. Now, whether you wait until they're all out so you can watch them all or however you want to do it is up to you. But it's very, very cool. I dig it. The other thing that I want to talk about is not quite as happy time news as uh, Castle Rock is. Today's episode is me, Jay, and Ryan talking about the movies, TV shows, and some comic news from San Diego Comic-Con. Basically everything that's not toys uh, we cover here that was of interest to us. And something that we didn't really talk about because I knew I would be discussing it here in the intro is James Gunn. And this has me pretty fired up uh, in a different way (laughs) from Hulu's Uh, general sort of shittiness Uh, if you don't know and I don't know how you wouldn't know uh, James Gunn was fired from Disney from so Guardians of the Galaxy 3 at this point will not be directed by James Gunn now I assume they'll still use the script however far he got into it I think they'd be insane not to but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. I I will say right now that Disney was wrong, 100% wrong, to fire James Gunn over the tweets from you know a few years ago. People were saying a decade ago. It's not a decade ago. Uh, but it really doesn't matter to me how long ago it was. I looked at the tweets, and here's here's one thing you got to do. And I don't have them sitting in front of me right now, uh, but you've got to look the tweets up because you'll find that many of the articles talking about the fact that James Gunn was fired from Disney for tweets uh, referencing rape and pedophilia, which is a relatively inaccurate headline. I mean, it's accurate for the day that we live in, uh, but it does not share the whole story. Uh, But for some strange reason, uh, very few of the articles about this actually contain the tweets. So you got to do a little digging, and you can find the tweets that Gunn uh, got in trouble for. And I'll tell you right now, they're hilarious. They're in horrible taste, uh, and they're, they're not for polite company. And he probably shouldn't have shared them on Twitter, but I've said worse things in my life. Or, or at least things as bad in my life uh, with friends. And, and uh, I, I just, there's nothing there 
that anybody but a complete moron would take as a serious statement that James Gunn is making about his lifestyle. Other than he can make really uh, gross, crass jokes in poor taste. Which is not something that anybody should should get in trouble for unless they're doing it in like a really... Like if he had walked into the the Disney offices and been like, hey, uh, we're going to do a voiceover for an animated movie aimed at children consisting of these tweets. Uh, that would have been a bad move. Anyway, uh, I think Disney was wrong. I think their move should have been... Uh, Gunn has already apologized for these tweets in the past, and he has. Uh, he should have deleted them. Uh, the Gunn is not innocent here. I, I do need to make that clear. I don't find that James Gunn is innocent, uh, but I don't find that Disney should have fired him. They should have stepped up and said, we were aware of this. We know Gunn's background, obviously. Uh, we're not morons who just hired some guy off the street to direct movies for us. But he has grown as a person. He's a different person now. We all have to embrace change and growth and respect that people can change. Uh, we are not going to let these things affect our business relationship with this man who has brought so much joy and so much storytelling magic to so many millions of people around the world. Something to that effect. Uh, but there is a reason Disney did not do that, and it has nothing to do with morality. It has nothing to do with their concerns about James Gunn corrupting the Marvel Universe or anything like that. Uh, and it has nothing to do with Disney uh, possibly even... And, and, and look, I'm speaking here from, from my 42 years of life observation. I don't know any more about this story than anybody else does. This, this is all my feelings about this thing. Uh, but Disney, you know, they, they don't think that he's going to suddenly corrupt the world with his evil. Uh, Disney did this because they have a giant merger coming up with Fox, or acquisition, rather. It's not a merger, it's an acquisition uh, that that has to go through the government. And this is where James Gunn's uh, culpability comes in. Uh, James Gunn is a vocal opponent of the president, Donald Trump. Which it, 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 you know, I don't talk about my politics much here, but it pains me to have to say the president, Donald Trump. Uh, Gunn is an opponent of Trump's. Gunn is on Twitter a lot uh, talking about how awful Trump is. And this is where I think Gunn is stupid and to a certain extent has reaped what he has sown. Because if James Gunn had chosen his words and actions more carefully, if he had chosen a different tone for his opposition to what is happening in the American government right now, he could have been a valuable voice of opposition rather than yet another screeching, hysterical doomsayer. The last thing that anybody who is in opposition to President Trump needs to be is yet another shrill, angry voice in the crowd. Uh, 
at this point in his career, James Gunn has so much respect, so much goodwill, so much good favor from from the public of the world, not just the American public, that if he had just taken the time to couch his protest differently, he really could have made a difference. But he didn't. Instead, he got on Twitter, like every other screaming idiot, and made a big display of himself, changing nobody's mind, causing the opposition to plant their feet even more firmly, and causing people who may not necessarily share his political beliefs, but who respect him as an individual, maybe if he'd taken a different tactic, maybe he could have gotten those people to think to themselves, man, James Gunn seems like a pretty together guy. Uh, I I can tell from his public persona and from a lot of what he says online, he's a loving, caring, intelligent individual. I, I, I really dig what he does. Gosh, you know, maybe I need to sit down and take a look at what's going on. And I'm not talking about the insanos who are backing Trump 100% in everything he does. I'm talking about those important people who are one side or the other in the middle. Uh, I feel like James Gunn could have used his influence and accomplished something rather than accomplishing what has happened now in that he no longer is part of the most powerful entertainment and communications company on the planet. Now, he can't do anything. Because even if he has an audience now, he has been shamed out of the loop to a certain extent. And and I, I think it sucks. I, I really hate it that as intelligent as I think he is, uh, he wasn't smart enough to to handle the power that he had in a smarter way. Uh, but Disney is still wrong. The other thing that I, I want to address, and, and look, I'm, I'm really sorry, you guys, that don't want to hear this kind of talk from me, and I know it's unusual, but you know how much I love James Gunn. Uh, I have talked for years, uh, ever since the Scooby-Doo movies, I was like, wow, this guy is good. Up uh, super, uh, The Scooby-Doo movies, uh, up through Super, up through, you know, every everything that he's done. Slither, like, I just love the guy. I, I think he's a tremendous talent and I have a lot of respect for him. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I'm discussing this. Uh, and, and also the fact that it's, I mean, it's political. It's 100% political, but... But to me, it's also we're at a dangerous tipping point of society and we really need to sit down and be like, whoa, wait a minute. Uh, we're letting a, and, and this is the other side of it that I have to address, we are letting a far-right conservative shitbag, and I'm not using conservative necessarily as a derogatory term, uh, but Mike Cernovich is human garbage. Uh, he, if you go and examine, there's another set of tweets that you need to go and examine from him that essentially, and this is lifestyle stuff, essentially support rape, uh, essentially 
demean the humanity of women. This guy is trash, but because he doesn't work for a corporation like Disney, there's not really a way to to have punitive measures against him or to hold him accountable for the insane bullshit that he spews and for the McCarthy-like environment that he's creating. I, I was going to say trying to create is creating because th- this is this has already had its second potential victim in Dan Harmon that this trash bag Cernovich uh unearthed unearthed this is what he does and it's transparently for a political agenda uh you know of course he claims he's trying to save the children uh which is the age-old cry of the fascist oppressor what about the children but uh the cernovich guy also uh, went after dan Harmon. and fortunately adult swim is not like disney uh, and they said, well, yeah, of course we knew about this. Uh, we know it's not appropriate for Adult Swim. Dan Harmon knows it's not appropriate for Adult Swim. Uh, it was before he worked for us, so let's move on. Uh, you know, Adult Swim is is uh, had a different tack. And granted, they have a lot less at stake than Disney. Uh, so it, it is easier, you know, much like me, uh, I am I am a little teeny-weeny podcaster that means nothing to no one, so I can say whatever I want without really, you know, if, if I was higher up the entertainment food chain, I might not be so willing uh, to, to openly say that Mike Cernovich is a, a fucking dumpster douche that should be shot into the sun. I, I might be choosing my words a little more carefully. But, because uh, Lord knows, if you go back, and look at needlessthingspodcast.com in its entirety, there's stuff in there I'm not proud of. There's verbiage that I would not use today. Uh, there, there are things that, you know, I ha- over the last 10 years, I've grown as a person. I've learned things. I've come to look at other people in different ways. I, I've, I have changed a lot. Uh, so, you know, if somebody wanted to go back and look at Needless Things podcast, they could very easily say, hey, uh, look at this early article where he said some guy in cosplay looked like a homo. And that's there somewhere for sure. And it wasn't in any way, uh, you know, I grew up using homo and retard as derogatory terms, having nothing to do with homosexuals, having nothing to do with the mentally challenged. Uh, it was just another way of saying jerk, idiot, moron, whatever. And, and to me, there was never a connection to actual like people. But then as I got older, I realized, well, it doesn't matter what it means to me. It matters what it means to other people. Uh, it matters if, if you know somebody hears me say words like that and it hurts them. Well, I don't want that to happen. So I don't, I don't use that language anymore. Uh, and, and that's part of the growing process, and that's part of the same thing that James Gunn went through, I'm sure. So it, anyway, I'm, I'm rambling a little bit now, and I didn't mean to turn this into a thing about me, but at the same time, I relate to the potential for past misdeeds affecting the present. Uh, and, and I think it's not okay that Disney said, it doesn't matter if you change, we're going to punish you anyway. But, I, again, I don't believe they did it for any reason other than to protect their acquisition. Uh, and, and that's shitty, 
but that's business. And because of how James Gunn chose to conduct himself, uh, you know, he is somewhat culpable in that. As you can hear, Mr. Otis is just as furious about this as I am. So anyway, uh, that's my two cents. If you want to throw it in the trash, you absolutely can. If you agree with me, uh, great. If you don't agree with me, and I know there are some that that do not. Uh, I have seen people that I think of as very intelligent and very reasonable who think Disney did the right thing. And and to some, maybe they did. Uh, I've seen people that I think of as reasonable, intelligent who genuinely think that James Gunn was condoning rape with those tweets. And I think that's a little ridiculous. But that's that's a conversation to be had in person, uh, in, in friendly environment, and not on Facebook, and certainly not on Twitter. Uh, I, I have seriously considered leaving Twitter. But really, Twitter people are blaming Twitter. Twitter's not to blame. James Gunn is to blame. He should have deleted that shit. Uh, anyway, that's it. That's how I feel. That's how Mr. Otis feels. Clearly, I've been going on too long in my intro. So now it's time to have some fun and to sit down with our head of research, Ryan, and belligerent monkey, Jay, and talk about everything at San Diego Comic-Con 2018 that wasn't toys. Toys will be next week. Don't you worry, Phantomaniacs. Toys are next week. I just didn't want to throw a three-hour episode down on you, especially when I knew I'd be going way long in this intro. So uh, here we go. It's time for some Mystery Men, and then it's time for some Nerd Talk. talk about now though is all the cool movies and tv stuff that happened at san diego comic-con there were some really really big things there were some surprising things and we're going to analyze really only the stuff we're interested in i'm not even going to try to say we're going to cover everything but there there's some key points that we're going to sit here and talk about and we're sitting here talking about them with our head of research ryan welcome back thank you sir and our pal belligerent monkey who i believe is finishing dinner oh wait let me let me go back our pal as featured on the hit hit netflix television show queer eye for the straight guy is it still called that or is it just queer eye now i think it's just queer eye these days oh okay i i can't keep up with these things uh as featured on the hit netflix television show queer eye uh our pal belligerent monkey Jay Hornsby. Hello. hello, hello. Yeah, I got the, um, as quickly as I got the notification that I was in it, uh, my wife sent me a text that said, hey, I don't think you made it to the renovation. <laughs> 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 my, uh, my print uh, was deemed not appropriate and uh, uh, it put in the trash. So I, I, That uh, was but, sort of my assumption that you were part of the before picture. Yeah, I was the, pre, uh, the before version. Much like my, uh, my oldest daughter uh, is a big fan of uh, paraphrasing their uh, rant on cargo pants because apparently cargo pants are a big no-no uh, in their mind and uh, that's what I wear. So Well, you know our like, pal... Me. Our pal Rad Ranger feels that way too, and uh, he and the uh, queer guys are just wrong. Yeah, absolutely, they're just 100%. wrong. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we're in this, on the same page because uh, I could spend the next half an hour uh, explaining why they're absolutely wrong and there's no uh, debate. Yeah, yeah. That's just it's it's just a fact that it's convenient to have plenty of pockets. Uh, as, I have as, I need pockets. As any female will tell you, we all need pockets. The the common complaint about female clothing not having pockets. Uh, so. First, I want to talk about the DC Universe streaming service. Have you? Did you guys sign up? Uh, we're going to. I haven't okay. paid the money yet, but it's going to happen. I, I went ahead and did it, uh, not because of the one thing that we're getting ready to talk about by any means, uh, but because during San Diego Comic-Con they had a pre-sale where if you signed up you would get the the because it's seventy five dollars for twelve months is the standard pricing, but if you did what they were calling a pre order, which at this point it's still all a pre order because it doesn't launch until October, I think, uh, you would get fifteen months for seventy five dollars. And uh, from from what they have said so far that the service will be, that's that to me is is worth giving it a shot for fifteen months, uh, and also. I have to have those Justice League Unlimited figures. Yeah. Yeah, and Justice League... Who's not doing uh, the what now? I missed... Uh, again, I'm, I feel bad. I mentioned earlier that I every time we do one of these, I feel like I apologize for not being as prepared as I should be. Uh, let's, let's just assume <laughs> one has not had a chance to review everything and just explain for the listener, not for me, but for the listener, um, what you're talking about. So, for those not in the know... Oh. Which again, not me. It could be whoever may be listening to this after the fact. Uh, when the only way to get, as of now, the Justice League animated figures, which are in the style that DC has been doing for the Batman animated, is to get the subscription service. It we should comes- sold. Yeah, oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, I mean that's what you would say if you hadn't. Yeah. Been uh, I don't know if they announced a price on them. Um, it's not like you pay the seventy five bucks and then just get the figures. Like no, no, they're, they're it just not... gives you the option to buy these this set, but they look real good. Yeah, they uh, well, they were. What's funny is, and we've talked about this a couple times on the show, is last year a boxed Martian Manhunter leaked online, or pictures of it leaked online, and nobody knew what it was, nobody knew what it was from, and at the time, DC Collectibles had kind of put a stop to soliciting any of the animated figures or anything, which we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to the toy episode. But, uh, so we knew Manhunter existed. We, and we have speculated for years now that the plan was to roll into justice league unlimited. And, and for the first time we've now seen them and the only way to get them and other exclusive merchandise. This is something that got overlooked. I think in some outlets, it's not just those justice league figures, there will be ongoing runs of merchandise that you can only get if you're signed up for DC Universe. Yeah, the only downside of I see so far is I was really hoping that they were going to run their comic side of it like Marvel does. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand they're offering a hell of a lot more content than Marvel Unlimited does. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I was just hoping, you know, they're saying that their comic section is going to be curated is the word they used. So. I- I, I guess that. it's going to be main runs. It's going to be well, you know I don't, I, here and there. See, I think it'll I, be big, and I think it'll be worth it. 
Well, even the uh, Marvel is curated. It only has certain issues, and there, there's definitely gaps that they still have. I took and, curated to mean we don't have everything ready to go digital yet. We're going to parse it out over the course of time, uh, partially just for the practicality of, what, 80 years' worth of material, but also partially because they have to have a way to to keep you in the subscription to get new customers in it's a business model i mean like anything else they have to figure out the most efficient way to retain uh, current customers and generate new customers i mean overall what do we have they have swamp thing doom patrol young justice i'm really looking forward to young justice continuing i was Uh, a big fan yeah yeah and that trailer was solid too yeah, yeah, 100% on that. And didn't they say they were, there was supposed to be a new episode every week, so it's two weeks of new content? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, um, Har- the Harley Quinn cartoon? Yeah. Uh, Greg Berlanti is doing Stargirl. Um, which it's oh, yeah, that's not, right. I, I can't tell 100% if it's Arrowverse linked or not. Um, I'm going to imagine it is because it's him, but well, that was another one they announced. The quote about Swamp Thing is that it is not linked to the... Because Titans and Doom Patrol are a shared universe. Swamp Thing is not part of that universe. And Jeff John said that there was no mandate for any of these shows to share universes with any of the other shows. That they were all being encouraged to do whatever they needed to do to make the best show possible. Uh-huh. Gotcha. So they're not part of the uh, DC... Extended universe now known as Worlds of Decent, I think. Yeah, Worlds. Oh, is that is that what they're calling the movies now? Yeah. Yeah, they've officially changed it. It was never officially DC... Extended, uh, right, right. Yeah, that EU. That's just what everybody called it. But they came out uh, this weekend and um, uh, officially announced that the... Uh, uh, DC Universe is now known as the Worlds of DC, I think. Some, uh, again, if I was prepared, I would yeah. know that. It's well, that I didn't or know DC that at all. Worlds, so. Something Worlds. It doesn't sound very good, but <laughs> it's, it sounds like they, you know, people were not happy with the DC uh, Extended Universe, so they're trying to come up with a different name for the well, same thing. What I like is, oh, it is Worlds of DC. I like how it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Marvel is a whole universe of excitement. DC, eh, just a few worlds. Well, but calling calling it Worlds of DC does give them room to do things that Joker origin movie, um, which I'm not going to cry out and say is a bad idea because I don't know because I haven't seen a script. I don't know anything about it. So I don't know. That picture they released of it, I think, looks kind of cool. It's yeah, it's I mean, it's it's nobody's place at this point to say whether or not that's a good idea or a bad idea. Well, that's what they've been doing for a while, though, because like they have the CW shows, and uh, they've said for a long, you know, forever that that's a completely different universe, different world. Movies are one thing. You well, know, they got even, the animated stuff that's coming out. That's a different thing. Even within but Marvel's the movies, always though. been like all about like everything's being the same. Even within the movies, though, even all of the movies are not going to be part of the same universe. This this Joker origin movie is yeah. going to be completely separate from Suicide Squad and everything else, uh, which, which is why Joaquin Phoenix is playing Joker uh, as opposed to Jared Leto. So they're, they're leaving, they're giving themselves 
an out from having to share a universe and giving themselves the ability to tell different kinds of stories and not be saddled uh, to one creative vision. So, you know, I, yeah, I think I, I think that's good. Yeah, I, for me, like as much as I love the whole DC basis of uh, or, or being based on the multiple universes and Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, it seems like that's been kind of a shitty out for all their decisions the last uh, 10 years from Flashpoint till now to, to the movies. It's been an easy uh, easy out for them. Yeah, but they, I mean, they've got to have something because obviously what they've done so far has not been well received. And while they still, you know, Wonder Woman, obvious, Wonder Woman, Shazam, uh, Aquaman are all rooted in that. They're kind of committed to it. But they can also look at other options now, other ways to do things. And I, I think it's it's not a bad idea. We'll, no, for the we'll properties, see. that's definitely the way to go. I just think it's funny that something I loved about them years ago as a kid is something that uh, I don't necessarily care for now. Well, and, <laughs> Speaking but, of which. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, let's, let's go Titans ahead. That trailer. Oh, boy. I don't even know what to say about it. Well, let like, me I, let me play let me play devil's advocate. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I I really like. The, <laughs> uh, I like what I've seen of Raven and of the story. And here's something that's confused me to on, about online response is I've seen quite a few people saying well, they don't even tell you what the story is. And if you, I don't want that. Well, if you can't pick up the story from that trailer then maybe television's a little too advanced for you. Maybe you need to go back to coloring <laughs> books and puzzles and stuff uh, because the story is there. Raven yeah. Raven is having natural bullshit in her life, and she, Detective Dick Grayson freshly left out of Batman's shadow for assistance, plus Beast Boy and Starfire. Like, uh, what more do you... It's a freaking trailer. What do you need? Do you want them to send you the pilot script? I mean, wh- what do you need out of this thing? So anyway, what I liked, I liked what I saw of Raven. I liked the idea of... Because you've got to remember, this has got to be uh, episodic television. This has got to... Uh, they have to tie these characters together in a way that comic books don't necessarily have to do because of the way they can jump around and tell the stories. So... We have a reason for Raven to be here. We have she has issues. She has problems. We have Dick Grayson, and everybody was like, "Oh, that's not Dick Grayson. That's not Dick Grayson." Well, you know what? If you go back and look at when Dick left Bruce and became Nightwing and started the Titans, he was angry at Bruce Wayne, and to take that, you know, if, if you try to look at those comics in a modern context. It's almost corny the way they portray the anger at that time. So if you know that story and you put it in that modern televised context, him having that anger and him saying fuck Batman really isn't that outrageous. It just isn't. And yeah, DC very obviously put that front and center of the trailer to generate buzz. Yeah. Uh, there's speculation that that's not even an actual thing, that much like uh, the Dawn of Justice, uh, that there was some kind of dream sequence about how Dark Robin could go, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. We don't know. Uh, I, I will say, though, there were a lot of things that I didn't like about the trailer. I think Starfire looks terrible. 
Uh, it is very, very dark. I don't like seeing Dove slicing people's tendons and knees and shit up. <laughs> I don't think that's... I don't, that's, yeah, that's kind of opposite of uh, her whole thing. Yeah, do they... like? And that's one of the things, and that's the problem, is overall with the Titans trailer, like I can sit back and look and see, okay, if we take this apart and we look at each piece, I can see how things might work, and how all the thing off, aside from Starfire looking terrible. Uh, and I'm not talking about her ethnicity. I'm talking about she just looks like a pile of trash. Um, her hair looks just as bad as the Medusa stuff from the Inhumans. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's bad. But yeah. um, I agree with you that Raven was great. I thought she was perfect. You know, that she's Raven. You yes. know, she's the angsty kid that's having issues. I didn't mind most of the stuff with Robin. Uh, the only thing I thought was funny was um, after all the complaints about how dark DC was, they like doubled down and like, right. oh yeah, you want to make fun of us for being dark? We'll show you dark. Um, but you know, other than that, uh, you know, I, I, I agree with uh, Starfire. She just looked bad, uh, just from the special effects and even Beast Boy. Um, at least he was green. Some of the preset uh, photos showed him. Um, I guess uh, pre-CGI. Yeah, that was one of my concerns, too, is like, oh, this is going to be another thing where we're embarrassed that it's a it's from a comic book, so we're not going to make them look like the comic book. Um, but I, and that's, but I get what everybody's saying is that, like, when you add up all of the things about this trailer that are bad, it's too much. But if you took just a couple of them or found out the context for just a couple, it's not as bad as everyone's saying it is. It's one of those we're just got. I mean, it's really a wait and see one too. Yeah, like you said, we haven't seen a lot of it. You know, DC is notorious for putting together terrible trailers, Uh, and vice versa. Putting pretty okay trailers. Suicide Squad looked amazing. Saying, uh, Batman for uh, uh look great in their trailer. So, we'll see. Let's see. So we also have, I don't think we found out anything about Doom Patrol. Like I said, Swamp Thing is not in the shared universe that Titans and Doom Patrol are in. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's a whole lot more to say about the streaming service because they just haven't, they haven't announced much more yet other than they want our money. That's kind of the big goal. Yeah, uh, and we and we do know that the high definition remasters of Batman the Animated Series are going to debut there uh, before they're released on Blu-ray in October, which I'm really excited because it's Warner Archive doing it. Uh, it's a really nice box set of of everything from Batman the Animated Series except for Mystery of the Batwoman. For some reason, that's not included, uh, but it does include uh, Sub Zero and Mask of the Phantasm. So that's fantastic. I mean, and it's the quality. If you look, there's some side-by-side uh, comparisons up online. It is a 4-3 aspect ratio, so they're not trimming uh, to turn it into 16 by 9 like a lot of stuff does. And right now on Amazon, if you go to needlessthingspodcast.com, click on the big Amazon box, you can pre-order it, and it's like 112 bucks, which is fantastic for three seasons and two movies. Of, of the best cartoon ever. 
Did you guys yeah, see I, anything about that? I think I bought the movie uh, Mask of Phantasm, or at least I think I got it a couple of years ago whenever it came out on Blu-ray. Yeah, so, I bought it too, but I mean, I've I've got to have high def because if you look at stuff, other stuff Warner has done, like the Brave and the Bold high def, is just it's incredible. Uh, so animation, like when they go back and restore animation to to that quality, uh, to me, it's it's worth. A double dip because I've I've got the whole animated series on DVD, but some of them don't look great. There there are slight issues in the picture quality. Some of them. So this is this for me is an instant buy. So I'm stoked about that. But yeah, they'll they will be debuting on the streaming service. Uh, a lot of the Warner Archive stuff that has come out, like the uh, the Superman cut that they released last year. Uh, Supergirl came out today actually. Uh, a lot of that stuff is going to be available. A lot of the old movies. And I think the Wonder Woman TV show, it won't be in high def, but that's going to be available. That You know, I, I mean, if you look at it, DC has a whole selection of old media to fill out that service. So it's it's looking good by my standards. Uh, next up, do we continue with DC or do you guys want to sidetrack into uh, one of the other bits of news? We can continue with the DC shows on uh, CW. Okay, let's do that. Um, I mean, uh, we saw they talked about, you know, got more confirmation that Arrow is going to do what essentially is the Supermax storyline that was going to be the movie but years and years ago. But, but the Longbow it. Hunters are also there for some reason. Right. <laughs> I can't exactly figure out why the Longbow Hunters are also there. I mean, I guess, I don't know. Well, but, it's because they've got twenty well, 22 to 24 episodes. Yeah. Uh, and with Supermax, know. I mean, that's crazy that they're pulling from, you know, an unmade movie from, what, 10 years ago now? Yep. That they're uh, using that as a basis for a storyline. That's pretty awesome. Um, they announced, I think before San Diego, they announced that the crossover will involve Batwoman and that she's going to have a show next year. Yeah, they've um, already ordered that to pilot, right? Yeah. Legends of Tomorrow will not be on the crossover this year. Um which is kind of sad. They're kind of one of the best parts. Uh, what was the news? Oh, Legends of Tomorrow. Rip Hunter will not, if he's on at all this season, um, and probably is going to be off for a little while. I guess they only have more room for one British man in a trench coat with <laughs> Mr. Constantine this season. That's fine but, by me because I, I love the, I can't remember, or I love Arthur Darville, but I cannot mm-hmm. stand Rip. Mm. I mean, after a while, like once Sarah kind of became the captain, yeah, she's really awesome. Have much of a role there anymore? No. Just kind of became extra. Now, I think one of the most exciting things for me of all San Diego was in the preview for Legends of Tomorrow. We have confirmation that Beepo will be on next season. That's good. That's if, good. If if you don't know, Beepo is God, <laughs> <laughs> and one of the greatest things that's ever happened on television. Uh, Legends, <laughs> Legends, and Flash are the only two CW shows. Well, I guess there are only four of them, but they're only uh, those are the only ones we finished last season. Uh, we, we gave up on Supergirl and Arrow. I have not finished Supergirl. It's just awful. It just got... I just couldn't do it. Like, yeah. all that rain stuff just got terrible, and I, I'm trying to finish it soon. Um, the stuff they showed from Black Lightning, I really enjoyed Black Lightning. Um and the stuff they showed for it for next season looks great. Um, so I'm looking forward to that coming back. 
I need to give that one another chance. I watched the first episode, and it just... I didn't think it was bad. I just didn't think it was for me. Um, yeah, I've heard good things. I just haven't been able to catch up on it. I'm, I'm behind on all of them. There, I mean, there's so much. I was actually... Uh, I, I was hoping, because you know, they announced that Supernatural is going to be uh, shortened by a few episodes this season. And I was kind of hoping maybe the CW or the DC shows would do the same thing, but it doesn't sound like they are because uh, it's too much damn. It's too much damn season. Yeah. Uh, if they would do like Agents of Shield and split it up to where they had two or three storylines every season, that yeah. would be fine. But they they just you can't do it in this day and age. One one story does not last twenty two to twenty four episodes. It just doesn't. Uh huh. And yeah, they did. I hate it. I was really hoping they were going to come out and talk about Flash wasn't going to be so time travel centric. Just, I mean, we know his daughter is the big new thing, or there is their daughter, yeah. But nope, all going to be all about time travel, and that show drags when it's time travel. Yeah, it's, like they just—it's terrible. Can we so. ju- can we just have a speedster villain again instead? <laughs> Can we do that? <laughs> they only have two ideas on that. <laughs> that I'll well, take Speedster Villain of time travel. Although you hear the news about the back half of the season. No, I don't know if I did. They won a King Shark Gorilla Grodd team up. Oh, I did see that. So, you know, I'll watch nice. a whole season just to get to that. Yes, absolutely. I'll and- skip two ep- two seasons to watch the back half of that season. Although... The bad news about that is it's going to take up a massive part of their budget, so you're probably going to get like eight episodes that are just them hanging out in a hallway <laughs> talking about their feelings. Ugh. Yeah, I I, being the worst. I, I don't know that we'll... Uh, I'll wait for word of mouth on Supergirl and Arrow, but I don't think we're going to just automatically watch them this year. Uh, my son uh, loves Flash too much for us to not watch it, and Legends of Tomorrow is just good. It's great. It still blows me away that Legends of Tomorrow has become the best of the DC. The worst first season. As a matter of fact, the first season of that show. Well, no, it's not the worst DC CW season, but it was the worst first season for sure. Oh, it was yeah. tough. It was certainly tough. And and now it's it is easily not not just the best DCCW show, but like one of my favorite shows I watch. Oh yeah, I look forward to it a lot every week, and yeah. that's that's crazy for where that show started. Well, that was that was the one that we kept up with weekly, and that we didn't let back up at all. Yep, I agree. I think that's DW stuff. Then uh, Gotham, we know, is coming back for a shortened season. Uh, Speaking of right, didn't they say this was the last season? Yeah, this is it. Someone that doesn't watch the show, I think I saw that. They've only got 12 or 13 episodes, I think. Something like that. Yeah, and so it's a mix, right? It's going to be a mix of basically, I think, a continuation kind of of No Man's Land and Year Zero. Well, it's it's, here's here's my theory. It is going to take... Every storyline that has happened in in the Batman comics from No Man's Land through now. And, Dark Knight Returns. And do, yes, through Dark Knight Returns. And do the, no, not even through Dark Knight Returns, through 
through that Alex Ross one. What is the <laughs> a Kingdom Come came through Kingdom Come? It's going to be beyond. It's going to be beyond, and it'll do all of that in thirteen episodes. Oh, I'm going to miss it so much. I when am it's too, gone. man. Oh my gosh, uh, we're going to have it's... to watch Smallville or something. Oh, for our, the best show. for our craziness fix. Oh yeah, that was it. Was funny. We were watching a show the other night. Uh, oh, Joel, the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale on another Netflix quality show, and uh, Justin Hartley showed up, <laughs> and I was like, "Wait a minute, that's Green Arrow," and uh, Mrs. Troublemaker didn't remember him because I mean I understand Stephen Amell, I get it. And I was like, no, he's the real Green Arrow. He's the reason there's an Arrow TV show. Oh. So, you know, he is on that uh, This Is Us show. That's what he he's was like promoting. He's like one of the main stars for This Is Us. And so me and the wife watch it. And, you know, it's like a cry every week kind of show. Oh, okay. She does not appreciate my constant comment of Green Arrow totally wouldn't do that. And Superman should just come help him out with their bills. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that guy. He's great. It's too bad yeah. he's on a tearjerker show. Uh, all right, so yeah, I think that covers CW. Do we want to move on to uh, move on to the DC movies? I guess go ahead and cover sure. DC and Aquaman. Let's talk about Aquaman because I thought that trailer was friggin' amazing. I, I kind of like. I mean, I didn't hate it. I thought it was fine. But I didn't. I wasn't like as blown away as everyone else was. Um, there are parts I really liked, but I wasn't like, "Oh my god, I want to see this right now." Oh man, that was my. If if they had taken pre-orders for that, I would have put my money down for the theater, for the Blu-ray, for whatever. And it look, it's Jason Momoa is what he is. Uh, he's he's the big hunky beefcake sort of sort of snarky guy and that's what he does and he's great at it and he's going to bring ladies into the well ladies and fellas into the theater but i loved atlantis i loved that big giant shot of atlantis that just looked like an epic i mean james wan had said early on in production that they weren't really going to pay a whole lot of attention to how atlantis was portrayed in justice league and they very clearly did not because this is Atlantis as I want to see Atlantis on film with giant crab monsters fighting dudes on armored battle sharks and giant armored seahorses and fish people. And I, I just thought it looked awesome. I'm stoked. Yeah, very Games of thrones Um So I think that's going to attract a lot of folks. Yeah, well, and Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson's great. I mean, he, he's an awesome actor. And I like the uh, picture, like people were complaining about, uh, you know, kind of the snarky, uh, not enough seahorses. And the uh, director came back, like on Twitter, with a photo of, like, oh, yeah, well, here's your seahorse. Uh, had, you know, had photos of uh, mock ups of uh, attack seahorses that they have in the movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, They're doing I it. I did up. really like the Black Manta design. And he's shooting lasers out of his helmet. I mean,. You know, hopefully this will kind of help to start to turn DC around. I mean, Wonder Woman obviously did a great job, but then Justice League kind of tornadoed that. Well, and it's interesting because Justice League, like, you can... I, I Personally, I can't entirely shit on it because you can see them course-correcting. Like, it's they, they grabbed the wheel and they kept the car from running into a tree. 
and it wasn't it wasn't like the coolest move ever, but you're like, oh, we didn't hit the tree, and that was actually kind of fun. But we can probably do better, and it looks like they're going to do better because we we got the the really fun, epic, colorful Aquaman trailer, and then the Shazam trailer. That now you guys know Shazam, no Captain Marvel, you want to call him. Um, either was Captain Marvel. Me. I hate the fact that they yeah. call him Shazam. I, see, I, ever since I was a little kid, he's been Shazam. Like I, I didn't even crazy to me. I didn't even know he was Captain Marvel until like twenty years ago or something. Um, but but whatever he is, uh, you I, guys I think the they character. certainly uh, hit the right tone. Like it, it, it looked funny, and you know, it's it's showing a different side of the DC. Uh, universe yeah. and it, and it feels like captain marvel it, you know it's it it the the heart of the story is that it's a, a kid that suddenly has the uh, powers of an you know adult and so it's kind of the uh, wish fulfillment fantasy like big but with superpowers so um i don't know i i've been a big captain marvel fan forever since since i can remember um and so uh, the, the, it, it always bugged me, especially uh, when they changed his name to Sh- Shazam. It's not his name. That's a, that's the word. But, you know, I get the legal logistics and all that fun stuff. But, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm certainly excited about it. And uh, after seeing, uh, what's his name, Zach from... Uh, Zachary Levi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he, he looks great. The costume looks great. Yeah, you know, they've announced uh, The Rock as uh, Black Adam for years. I mean, that's uh, been forever ago. So I guess he's probably not in it. He's right not. Now. They've so, officially said he is not in it. Yeah, that he's he's going to show up later potentially. So what's his name? Uh, Doctor Doctor Savannah. Savannah. He's not a he's not a little person in this anymore. But yeah, he'll be the villain. And he's played by um, former Sinestro, Mark Strong. <laughs> who, who is tremendous like uh, what what a it, it still bums me out that 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 green lantern movie was so so terrible when they had such an amazing actor playing sinestro and the potential for a great great movie that the stupid studio derailed but anyway that doesn't yeah, matter a great, a great twist in uh the second one you know once he, he turns yeah but, yeah um, absolutely except that they put it at the end of the first one so it took all the suspense out of it but it doesn't matter because that's trashed and now apparently we're getting a green lantern core movie uh being written by which is very yeah. interesting and he said it's going to be a completely different mythos like it's going to be i can't remember exactly well how he, he said, said it's going to be reimagined yeah apparently they're going to change quite a bit from the comics even which could be really interesting yeah interested to see how that plays out because i i thought the one thing that the uh really bad green lantern movie did best was the uh green lantern core and the um kind of the setup of all the different worlds and how, like, you know, they were training on uh, Oa. Yeah, So, yeah. like, to say, like, oh, yeah, that movie was trash. We're going to kill the best part about it and change all the, the best parts about it. Well, uh, I, don't know that that's, I don't know that that's necessarily what they're going to do. Uh, but I will say this. I, I think Green Lantern Corps would work better as a TV show than as a movie. 
Yeah. Uh, but they can do like a police procedural, yes. like a law and order in space, basically. Yeah, something along those lines would be very cool. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. That that's a long way off, uh, which is fine because we've got Aquaman, Shazam, and Wonder Woman 1984, which I have not had the opportunity to see anything from. Did they even really show anything? Seen uh, to the audience. I haven't seen it online yet. Okay, maybe that's um, why I haven't seen it. They just haven't published anything. Yeah, and it sounds like it. It was something about her in a mall dragging somebody, and um, I mean the reactions of it were good, um, but it wasn't a trailer or anything. Okay, didn't they make a comment about um, man? What's his name? Chris Evans? Not Chris Evans. I'm getting all my Chris's. One of the yeah. other Chris's, Captain. Yeah, Kirk. one of the many superhero Chris's. Uh, they Chris made a Pine. comment about yeah, Chris Pine. Um, about his character, but I, I didn't. He's, I only he's, saw like that. Somehow he's in it and he's old, even okay. though he blew up. Yeah, even though he died theoretically in the last one, he's still he's in the new one somehow. Well, I like that guy. He's a charmer. So we'll. I, I trust the people behind this movie to do a good job. So I'm not worried yeah. about it. I, I'm not worried about. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, who I really like and whose name has totally escaped my head. Uh, Kristen, Kristen Wig. I, I'm not worried about Kristen Wig being Cheetah at all. I trust them. I trust. Yeah, them. I, I think uh, of all things, I think DC's got that <laughs> trust. Right. Right. A- after after the last uh, couple Batman's and couple Jokers, uh, and the initial feedback of uh, fanboys who were uh, crying that the sky's falling. After the movies came out, they, 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 I think they know what they're doing. So is that it? Is that all of our DC from San Diego Comic-Con? Uh, that's all. I mean, the other big DC announcement was that Supergirl's going to have – Dream Girl is going to be on it, and it'll be the first trans superhero on TV. That was one of their major announcements, but – other than that, I think that was everything. Yeah, and they had her in some kind of not not Dream Girl, but Supergirl. But I, I saw a promo picture of Supergirl in some kind of really awesome looking space armor. I don't know what that was about, but it looked yeah. Cool. Uh, well, then moving on to Godzilla, King of Monsters. Did you guys see this trailer? Yeah, it was awesome. I did. Yeah, it looked great. It is uh, the or I had for, I knew this, but I had forgotten it that Michael Doherty, the guy that directed Trick or Treat and Krampus, is directing this movie, which is tremendous because both of those movies, if you somehow haven't seen them, are awesome. Uh, and I'm very excited. Everything I everything we saw in this trailer looked amazing. Uh, it looked like it is using some of the best aspects of Godzilla mythology. To great effect. I, I like uh, Eleven from Stranger Things. She's great. I don't know what the heck she's supposed to be in it, but it's cool that she's in it. Uh, it and it just looks like spectacle. It looks crazy. It looks like madness because just yeah. the one shot of Rodan flying over. I said it like the sculptor for some reason. It's not the sculptor Rodan. It's Rodan uh, flying over that town, just blowing the houses apart. Uh, just everything about it, man. The only thing I, so I've watched that trailer three times now <laughs> and I can't exactly figure out the plot from what they're telling me. So the lady says that we're extinction level events are coming, right? The planet and that the planet has ways to heal itself, 
But then also she says we have to go find all the monsters and wake I, them up. I think what she's trying to sell is that these Titans, doesn't she call them Titans? Yeah. That these Titans have to be awakened and reunited to protect the Earth from whatever it is that's wrong. Okay. But it seems to me that she's also kind of leaving part of the story out. Uh-huh. And that her her like this may be a Thanos situation where she's like and how they're going to protect it is by wiping out half the planet. Yeah, that's kind of the feeling I was getting. <laughs> because nobody's waking up three-head dragon monster and being like, yeah, this guy help us. Right, right. Yeah, and- so I can totally see a situation where, like, yeah, she wakes them all up to kill us, and then Godzilla and his friend Eleven save the day. Yes. I don't exactly. understand. What do you mean? Like the three-headed dragon that shoots fire out of each mouth that Lightning, destroys half a city fire, with Lightning. one breath is not going to save people? <laughs> and then King Kong, I'm sure, is showing up at some point. Like That'll be like the end or something. That'll be yeah, a incredible something. Sure. Which I've got to say, though, like how do you go from Godzilla versus Rodan versus Mothra versus King Ghidra to Godzilla versus King Kong. He's like, going to get some lasers. He punches <laughs> hard. <laughs> he a hard puncher. Man, yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm very excited about that movie. That that uh I I saw the Aquaman trailer first and I was like, "Man, that was crazy. I can't believe how epic that looked." And then I got to be honest, the Godzilla trailer kind of blew it away. Mm-hmm. And I'm still excited about Aquaman. Don't get me wrong, but like Godzilla was in the music. Also, instead of playing some like slowed down cover of a pop song, a very nice like orchestral type version of one of the old Godzilla themes. So that was nice too. Yep, nice. Yeah, I didn't catch that. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. We've got. I've got two more notes after this one. Uh, Jay, is there anything? Well, I, you haven't really had time to look. At I anything. have zero notes, so you officially have two more than I do. So, uh, I Ryan, was there anything else? Jump to the next subject. <laughs> was there anything else you had, Ryan? About what? Uh, just movies any and- any movies, TV, anything. Anything yeah, that's so, not toys, basically. Um, they showed scenes from Iron Fist from the new season. I have not and- seen those yet. Are they as good as everybody said? I'll be damned, it's really good. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. And he looks like, I mean, the fighting looks really good. What's his name? Finn Jones, what that guy's name is. Yeah. You can tell he's, like, gone to training. It looks slick. Like, it looks like Iron Fish should look. And then you know, Steel Serpent, obviously, is going to be the bad guy they set up last season. Like, And it makes me now retroactively look and think, okay, well, it makes kind of sense. He was kind of crappy when he first came back. And he's slowly getting better and better. See, that's how uh, I felt the whole time, is when he came back, he was still essentially like a 12-year-old. Yeah. Like, he and hadn't been, had the opportunity to mix with society and to develop emotionally or anything. Yeah. And they and followed that up in the- Defenders. I'm sorry, I've yeah. just, I, I've, I've, uh, the, the, I don't understand the Danny Rand hate that people have. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I it was annoying that every time he said I'm Iron Fist defender of Kun Lao like but it was funny um, <laughs> and, you know and he I think they just some of the dialogue was a little clunky but I think the second season is going to be really good um and then 
the previews for Gifted looked really good. If you're not watching Gifted, I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's fucking uh, awesome. I, especially I, like 90s X-Men. Yes. There, it's just Easter egg after Easter egg. And it even feels... Uh, it's more sophisticated, but something about it even feels kind of like a 90s show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like It, it's, it feels like that uh, Generation X if it got made well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, I do. I do remember that. And it was it was corny and hokey, but the story, it was the tone that was the problem. The story was solid. And here right. they've got they've got the story and it's also not like a lot of the if, if if for any of the listeners, if the commercials or trailers or whatever for the gifted put you off because they seemed a little too grim, it, it's not like that. Like tonally it's like better Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes. Like, there's lightness and there's yeah. humor. And these characters like each other. Like, there's so many shows have. I mean, they have disagreements and they have issues that they have to resolve. But that first season, it was about the circumstances surrounding them. It wasn't about them making their own problems. Mm-hmm. And if anything, it shows you in real life how horrifying the Stepford Cuckoos would be. Oh my gosh, yeah, dude, that was tremendous. So yeah, but, Gifted, super stoked about the Gifted coming back. Yep, I think that was it. What else is coming back? Oh, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, which oh. I didn't even know. I mean, you, you and Chad definitely are more up on that than I am. I didn't know there was supposed to be a, a further story uh, than what the show, and, and I guess I just didn't realize that that it was uh, kind of a, because I knew they had the extra season on Netflix, and I thought that was it. No, I almost peed my pants when they announced it. So everybody always knew that there was one more storyline. Well, not everybody. Um, <clears throat> yeah, not I would everybody. say not everybody. <laughs> you Real and, Star Wars fans. You and Jed. There hey, was one more. Come on. <laughs> um, but it was, and they revealed a time later, and it's been brought up in books in the new canon that it's the Siege of Mandalore. So, kind of where we ended with the Clone Wars before, Darth Maul, Dark Saber, and he's running Mandalore. Um, and so, this season, and they haven't said how long it's going to be. Oh, I thought well, they had it, announced 12 episodes. Is it 12? Maybe they did. I, I think they did. It's going to be Ahsoka and them basically freeing Mandalore. Yeah, that's uh, what I read is that Ahsoka comes back into the fold to, to take care of this with Anakin. Yeah, and so what's going to be really interesting, I think, especially doing it now, is they can kind of seed in some rebel stuff. Oh, for sure. Uh, with the clans and the Wren and... All sorts of stuff. And then on the other side, too, they can start to, you know, they may have some Crimson Dawn stuff, too. As Maul gets kicked off Mandalore, he should go to start Crimson Dawn um, as seen in Solo. It wouldn't wouldn't surprise me a bit if they start out named third party, you know, at the beginning of the season. And then at the end, you realize, oh, this is the criminal organization that Maul is going to take over after he leaves Mandalore. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping what they've said is that it's going to go pretty close to the Battle of Coruscant, that it's not going to go all the way, Um, which I was kind of let down because I'd kind of like to see Order 66 happen on the show. 
and just to see Rex and everybody and some aftermath from that, like all the clones we know. Right, uh, right. I'd like to see that happen, but I don't think it's going to. I think that, you know, as much as it happened in a Star Wars movie, a franchise ostensibly for children, I think that's a little too rough for our our Clone Wars format. You know, as, as hardcore as it's gotten, as much as we've seen Anakin Skywalker ignite his lightsaber through somebody's chest, I think the brutal slaying of the Jedi is, is just a tad too heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I know for me, I, I thought uh, prior to the prequels coming out, I always thought that was going to be a bigger deal. And we'd see a lot more of that as the, um, uh, Darth Vader going through and like hunting down existing Jedis. So, well, plus they're covering that in the current, their comic from what I understand. They yeah, are. Yeah, they have in the comic, but I always pictured that as, uh, you know, in the movies. Yeah, but yeah. Like you said, like with the shows and the, uh, some of the movies, it's um, geared to our younger audience. All right. Well, if that's, yeah. if that's it for that one, uh, I think our last topic is the pending reboot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, Josser... Uh, I cannot remember right now who the showrunner is because I had never heard of her. Uh, but the focus uh, is, which honestly, one of the focuses of Buffy ha- had always been a certain amount of representation that I guess was forward thinking for the late 90s, uh, but today seems very basic. And now it's sort of the next logical step of diversity and representation and empowerment uh, that that Buffy could be. My only disagreement with this is that it's they're calling it a reboot and not a continuation. And I don't understand why that's necessary. Now, so I have never watched Buffy. What? Oh, at all? I tried it. It was it was not good. And look, if you'd I, like to borrow, I've got all the seasons on. And the I game. I get it. It's it's the first season. If you start, it's 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 a bit to ask. And if you start any time after that, anytime after the ha- the first half of season two is so continuity heavy that it, that it could be a little bewildering. Um, but am I correct? At the end of the show, was Sunnydale? Didn't it like sink into hell or something? It, well, there was a big crater. They they destroyed the Hellmouth. Or they closed the Hellmouth, and Sunnydale was a massive crater. Okay, I didn't know if like maybe that's why they needed to reboot. It would just be too hard to keep going. Well, no. Well, no actually... After that, they had the official comic books. Uh, the first season, quote unquote, season was uh, written by Joss uh, Whedon, or at least overseen by him. That showed with the aftermath, because uh, in addition to the Hellmouth being uh, closed, um, they had uh, triggered basically all the potential slayers. So instead of just one Slayer at one time, you had an entire world full of uh, Slayers. Okay, well, see, there's the problem. I mean, they can't, like... If you're a good writer, you can... you can Because here's the problem, again, with a reboot, is the beats of Buffy's origin story. Twice. Making that making that fresh and new and interesting. Yeah, twice over, we know. Yeah, he kind of had the watered-down original version in the movie and then uh, done much better in the uh, TV series. Uh, so, so are they going to do all the characters, too? Like, I mean, is it going to be what Buffy and they, Willow and Sander have, and Angel and they have all not, that? Kind of- 
they have not said um, anything about the rest of the cast. We know that Buffy is going to be a person of color, uh, and we don't know anything other than that, really, except that the the all of your all of your boxes will be checked if you if you're into political stuff. The the show. So Riverdale. Um, oh, is that? that you, wait a minute. You can watch Riverdale, but you can't watch Buffy. No, I don't watch Riverdale. I oh, just okay. see the commercials on the oh, CW. Okay. Most daughter, huge fans of Riverdale. I haven't I haven't seen any of it, but I, I know that they're huge fans. Yeah, my uh, Mrs. Troublemaker is also a fan of Riverdale. Uh, but anyway, I anything that continues Buffy on is good. Uh, anything that maybe helps. Joss Whedon reestablish his legacy now that it's uh, been tarnished by various things, I think is good because I'm still a huge Joss Whedon fan. Uh, I, I mean, he's the reason justice league was watchable at all. Uh, so I'm, I'm all for this. I don't know that I'll necessarily watch it. They're going to have to do some hard selling, uh, to, to get me into it, but good for it. I want it to do well. I want it to be everything, uh, that the people who are championing it, championing it, want it to be, but he having anything to do with it. The best of luck, because good, no. more good genre TV is only good for all genre TV. Um, oh, I did think of something else. Um, we did find out Agents of Shield will not be back until after Avengers Four. Yes, they're yes. going to hold it. And which... uh, uh, what's her? The, uh, what's the actress's name? Chloe Bennett. She's she's dating some profoundly retarded person. Uh, she said that everybody has new haircuts, which some are reading into reality has somehow been changed uh, in the wake of Avengers Four. But me, I just read that every season they've had new haircuts. So whatever. Yeah. They don't know anything. No, they don't know anything. And I kind of go back and forth. Like, are you caught up on Agents of Shield? Yes. I kind of liked how it ended. Oh, like, I did too. I, I see. I feel like that should have just been the end. Yeah, I kind of do too. Uh, which granted, well, didn't they kind of think that it was going to be? I, th- I yeah, know there was they, gonna. There was a lot of question that there was even going to be this season. Yeah, I'm, they, I'm not. I think uh, Ryan, when I was at your house, one very recently, uh, it was like seep, and you just verbally called me up and was like, "All right, well, I don't need to watch this season." Yeah, and that was super confusing because they were like in space in the future. Yeah, the first the first three or four episodes of this last season terrible. Everything after that, I I enjoyed watching. Totally redeemed by Deke drinking Zima whenever it happened. Yeah, that was hilarious. All right, well, I think uh, I think that wraps up our movie and TV coverage from San Diego Comic Con. Uh, do you guys feel good about it? Have we covered all the essential nerd video stuff? Uh, do we want to talk? The few comic book news that came out. Yeah, if you if in this got section, some stuff, let's do it. Um, I think the saddest bit of news that came a little bit late is they did announce that Saga is going on hold for at least a year. Oh, um, I didn't hear that. Yeah, they're gonna well, take a break. At least we were you were used to the periodic breaks, though. So yeah. I mean, it could be worse. I mean, it's yeah, a year is a really long time, but um, you know, it's just one of those series. At least we see a plan. Uh, unlike say Power, getting new number one and new relaunch every year and a half. 
So at least there's, you know, they have a plan behind it and telling everybody. Speaking yeah. for those of us over 40, uh, a year really isn't that long anymore. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and as often as I pick up my comic books these days. Uh, yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, it, it won't seem that long. Yeah, every two to three months, uh, yeah, a year is not that um, The other comic book news that interested me, at least, is Grant Morrison is going to do Green Lantern. That's great. Um, I'm definitely going to get that. And what else? What, there was something else we talked about. Oh, Batman got his underwear back. Yay. Yes, Batman gets his underwear back. That's excellent. And and as you said, uh, the the last remnants of the New 52 are being wiped <laughs> oh, away. Thank God. <laughs> uh, is there anything, you know, maybe not necessarily San Diego Comic-Con, but is there anything going on in comics lately that you've been particularly stoked about. I know there are more Marvel titles uh, that look appealing to me than there have been in the last several years. I'm, I'm pretty excited about Nick Spencer on Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, oh, uh, Chip Zdarsky and, and his Marvel 2-in-1 has been excellent, and Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man, is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm stoked about uh, Fantastic Four. <sighs> I, I've really been enjoying all the X-Men books, all the color books. Really? I have. It feels like the 90s with all the teams, and like I, I've liked them. It didn't look to me like any, and I have not read any of it. This is purely just from my looking at previews every month. To me, it looked like it was a completely non-cohesive mess. Um, it, they, but, they rarely touch each other. Huh. Okay. Um, there's been like one crossover between blue and gold, um, and then red kind of came out of Jean Grey. Right. And then at Comic Con they announced black is going to be the new one, um, headed by Emma Frost. But yeah, I've really liked the, the X Men color books. Well, maybe I'll have to um, go back and check them out. I would say my biggest comic thing lately is Batman number fifty being an average. I uh, had the uh, bait and switch with all the buildup. Well, you knew. I mean, come on. <laughs> but we come all, on. We all You're going to go that long and that's how it's going to happen? Yeah. I, I, see, I don't know that you knew because they did the same buildup for the Superman wedding. So you just assumed it was happening. Oh, I don't so. know. Any, see, I don't know anything about the Superman wedding. Uh, and even the Spider-Man, they did the same thing. Like, uh, so it was you know, quite, quite the buildup. Well, Spider-Man yeah, and Mary Jane got married. I know that's what I'm saying. Like they, there was the same buildup, same with Superman. There was a big buildup for them happening, so you just thought that was happening. And then oh. with Batman, it was kind of oh, like no. I I not only did not only was I like eighty percent certain they weren't going to get married. I was a hundred percent certain if they didn't, that would be how it went down. So I, I wasn't like I I I understand the like sort of womp 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 like I get the letdown of it but at the same time like that's what had to happen well it did but you're telling me Batman Mr. I think ahead of everything didn't think about all this until like that night no he didn't because if you notice all Tom King writes about is family from Vision to Mr. Miracle to Batman Everything I've read from him has been about family. And he has spent, since he started writing Batman, he has been writing about Batman's sense of family and what that means and 
what the limits of his feelings about that are. And it, it, it makes sense. If you look at the entire run in that context, it, it all makes sense. He set it up very, very well. And it, it did, it did, I can't say it felt like a cop out because I felt like it was inevitable, but I totally see where it's like, oh, so nothing changed after all that. But I, th- I think things will have changed. I think we're going to see a lot of differences. And another important thing that he did is he rebuilt Catwoman's character entirely, and now she's a vulture again. Yeah, that is good. So, uh, there, a lot of good is going to come out of this, even if it wasn't exactly the result that people were hoping for. You know what I mean? Yeah. And speaking of him and Vision, if you haven't read the Vision uh, Marvel series that he did, uh, it's it's amazing. It's insanely dark um, and was not uh, what, I was, what I was expecting, having gone into it kind of blind, but uh, super good. I think the trade is out now, or at least the hardcover collection is out is out now or soon. But if you go uh, it's to been me- out for a bit, I think, because oh, I think I picked it, it up um, at Dragon Con last year, maybe the, for the, at least the first one at the half off trade, one of the half off trade booths. But um, oh, nice. Okay, cool. It's uh, super good. Uh, highly recommended. Uh, definitely worth picking up. All right, and on that note, that concludes our coverage of. All of the non-toy stuff we felt like talking about from San Diego Comic-Con. All right. Tune in next week, and we will be talking about the toys of San Diego Comic-Con. Ryan and Jay, uh, thank you for this one. And now let's uh, take a break and talk about some toys. All righty. Man, I really did go long in that intro, didn't I? Uh, I, I, I feel strongly about a lot of things lately i feel like there's gonna be an episode soon where i get some people together and we discuss some societal cultural things that i i i'm seeing and that i'm not liking but i i also don't want to do like a political show so i'm not quite sure how to handle that I guess until then it'll come in small doses like this James Gunn thing and we'll just uh, we'll see what happens if you guys would like to let me know via a non well actually comment whether or not you'd be interested in hearing that sort of thing you can join the Needless Things podcast Facebook group if you are not already a member Uh, as a matter of fact that group is exciting Uh, Lots of pop culture stuff going on all the time. And our pal, head of research, Ryan, just posted that Tom Welling will be at Dragon Con this year. Uh, Which, by the way, Dragon Con episodes coming soon. Not not quite as densely as we have in the past. Uh, We still have our needless commentary for August. uh, And I've got a a special episode coming up at the beginning of August. But uh, don't, don't you worry... Dragon Con is indeed on the way. Dragon Con is coming to town. Uh, that, that's. I feel like I needed to end with something a little sillier than normal. Uh, maybe I'll do a whole Dragon Con is coming to town song and video. 
uh, so I can get like two clicks on YouTube. And then one person will say, well, actually, it doesn't come to town because it's already in Atlanta. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.